0: Barbecues are passion And that's just what you'll get Where the can Burns is a
1: barbecue Where Tales from the Pits Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits Hog Trippin' Edition This is Brian And Andrew And we have a room full of people Up first we have Jimmy the Smoking Ho And Terry Osborne Not. Texas Joker 1313
2: yes. hey, Where did the 1313
3: come from? Uh,
2: Just my favorite number, my lucky number, so to speak. Your lucky number is like everyone else's unlucky number. (laughs) Exactly. I think you're just a big Odell Beckham Jr. fan.
4: No, he copied me. He's younger. Is he?
5: Yeah, he
2: is. So, we've been uh, all over America the last few days. I think that's fair to say at this point. We've eaten a lot of whole hog. We've eaten a little bit of Texas barbecue um, very recently, about an hour before recording this. This is a trip we've been putting together for several months, and we've met some great people along the way. People we um, knew, some we didn't know, new friends, Um, but the biggest reason we wanted to do this trip was, was to learn more about the whole hog and barbecue culture of this region, of the south of Tennessee, of the Carolinas. And I think you know we're by no means experts at it now, but we have learned a lot. And it's one thing to read about the different styles, but to yeah. see them and to taste them, and you know, it, it it brings together a whole lot. I know I feel like I know a lot more about it than I did four days ago. You don't, shit's big. Okay.
1: But we did we did we did knock out fourteen stops already. We're not we're at the halfway part as far as the triving, but we're we're mostly done. We've got a few more stops left barbecue wise, but um we're getting a, we'll be getting away from the carolina style so,
2: so l- let's let's start you know we we left the good old Houston Texas area at about 10:30 p.m. p.m. on Wednesday night we uh drove straight through to Memphis which took us about what time did we get to Memphis about 7:30 the next morning yeah. yeah somewhere around there we uh <laughs> We, we stood outside of Graceland because it wasn't open yet, <laughs> um, like, a, like a bunch of assholes that we are, and I, I, Chris Wood is trying to not put the sound of a can opening on our podcast. That's like the signature of our <laughs> podcast. That's so the
1: one thing you can do.
2: There we there go. There we go. Much better, sir. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah. yes, we, we sit outside of Graceland, took a couple of stupid pictures. Head up to Commissary yeah. for I- Head Memphis? up to, yeah, Commissary in Memphis for some uh, Memphis ribs. What else did we have there, guys?
3: Banana cake slash
2: pudding. <laughs> yeah, it was banana pudding, but there was a light on the pudding, heavy on the cake side, uh, and we had some barbecue. They called them pig chips, but they were potato chips with their pig rub sprinkled on. Yeah, it. homemade
4: uh, chips. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good idea. Yeah, really that was that was a
2: quick little stop for us. We knew we had a lot more driving to do, so we didn't didn't linger around there too long. And then we headed up to a really really cool spot with a with a lot of good history. Terry, Terry, tell us a little bit about. What you felt about our experience at, at helen's barbecue in brownsville tennessee
4: um i mean i had uh i've heard of her before uh, you know i had a pretty good expectation of uh you know a hard working woman that does that type of barbecue
2: she does shoulder she doesn't do whole hog uh, she does pork shoulders um, again burnt down to coals which is the traditional style of cooking uh, in this region where there there's a sweet and a spicy sauce that she serves um we got a you know a decent bit of shoulder got to spend some time with Miss Helen Turner who's been doing this for 24 years 6 days a week there's not enough female pitmasters that get that kind of credit for the work they do and she's been putting in the hard work for a long long time so it was great and it's a great aesthetic the the old building that you go into and then you can you go around the back and you see where they're burning everything down to coals it was it was our first introduction into what would be a lot of experiences in that same vein but it was really cool to see that for the first time i thought anyway
4: Super sweet lady as well, and w- very welcoming,
1: and
5: yeah. Yeah, she was
1: very down to earth, um, and and she gave us a tip that we'll tell everybody else is mix the two sauces together. And yeah. It, that way it's not. Oh, too and we hot. and we had the bologna
2: sandwich there. And we can't we a, can't not talk about the bologna smoked sandwich. Smoked bologna so. sandwich. It's about bologna. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a thick cut bologna with some slaw on it. Um, it was a good bite, especially if you get those dark crusty edges. Um, we left Helen's and then we went to a place that you'll be hearing on the show um, coming up. Sometime in the near future. Um, this would be B.E. Scott's, um, owned and operated by Zach Parker, who took over the business from Ricky Parker, um, his father, who passed away in 2013. And I guess as I'm getting all of these anecdotes right, I'm getting credit and dings.
1: Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll have the little <laughs> bell on our show. <laughs> Ding.
2: That's awesome. I don't, we don't have to pay or for I can that. Just it's say it. copyrighted, Ding. right? But no, we, we... we the expensive machine that goes, bing! Let, let's let Jimmy start off with Zach Parker. What what did you feel about the, the meal we had at, at B.E. Scott's?
3: I think it's safe to say that it may have been the best meal on this trip. Yes? No? Maybe? I,
2: I
1: think so, but that, that was... Obviously, the food was great, but we learned something there on a way to order whole yes. hog, and that, that definitely helped make that experience even better, I think, personally, and
3: that is ordering the Midlands, which is essentially the pork belly or the middle section of the hog. Um, I think at this point, most of our experience with whole hog has been, I guess, all of it, you know, the shoulder, the ham, and the belly all mixed in, chopped all up chopped
2: together. Yeah, chopped or yeah. pulled, chopped, yeah. yeah, but but never where you can order those different cuts. Yeah. yeah, essentially
3: ordering, I guess, fatty brisket. Yeah, it's
2: kind of like fatty yeah, It, it really was meat. a wow experience when we when we first each had a bite of that, and it was, wow, we've never had whole hog cooking or... You know, pulled pork cooking that tasted like this, and it was it was quite the eye opener for all of us. And you know, we we've talked about the you know the the first great bite of brisket you have. This was to me it was my whole hog version of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: the same, yes. same, same first that aha agree. moment. Yeah, you know, and and
2: it really and Zach Parker couldn't have been a nicer guy. Yeah. Um, we got to see the pits. We got to hear about the history of the business. And, and kind of where Zach is is hoping to to go with the business as time goes on as he's learning and growing as a business owner and in mean,
1: so, this place is, is like a lot of these very old-school ones too they're kind of trapped in between you know preserving the history and moving forward and being able to expand and do different things and they're 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 struggling with that a lot because they're they're kind of boxed in and, and we'll see a little bit later some places that are how they're dealing with that
2: right yeah and it was it was like I said, this this trip was was educational for all of us in many ways, and that was it was really great to see the tradition being kept, but but people also looking to 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 change and to grow, and that it's okay to do those things. And so uh, Zach Parker was a great example of that. Stay tuned for that episode; it's going to be a really good one. We're really excited to uh, to get that posted for you guys. Um, leaving Zach's, we went to Ramey's, which is uh, about twenty five minutes away from uh, from Zach Parker's. Uh, Brian, what were your what were your thoughts on Ramey's?
1: Well, it was it was a pleasant surprise. So, you know, we were coming off a really good visit, really good quality barbecue, and kind of that high, if you will, that we had off of that. Um, and so it was it was a lot to compare against, and it and it worked out really well. It was really tasty. Had what you know, maybe I'm not sure if it's a better smoke flavor, but it had a really good strong it, flavor. It was a more unique, pronounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 flavor. And I like that they have different pits that was our you know we're starting we're now starting to see that was our third stop with pits and fourth stop with where we really third stop where we really got to see them fourth stop so we're starting to kind of get into the, the swing of things yeah
2: and, and because of what we learned at zach parker's we, were, we ordered the midlands yes. there. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah you know so we were able to get another really just awesome bite of fatty juicy and pork
1: super nice folks there the, the the ramies family and they took us on a pit tour we got to see the, the new pits. Uh, they had recently had a, well, earlier this year, they had a fire and then they had a small one even last week. Right, and, and it's
2: the father and son team that runs it. And uh, they were kind enough to to speak with us for a few minutes. So let's listen to a clip from them.
1: As right, so we're at Ramey's Barbecue and we have here with us. Daryl Ramey. And? Phil Ramey. Phil Ramey. And yes, tell sir. us a little bit about uh, what you guys do here. And uh, we, we saw your pits. Maybe what's a little bit about your pits?
0: Well, we, we build our pits. Uh, for years, I start I built this thing thirty eight years ago, and my father and I, and uh, we've been in the business. He's been in the Ramey, Ramey family that long, and uh, I got a chance to buy back. I got out of the business after my father passed, it, and I got a chance to uh, to buy it back. The kids decided they wanted a the barbecue pit, so we, we bought it back uh, six years ago now, and. We have put new pits in it. We've, we we we're just like I said earlier. There, we're just three pits high with a cap, and a lot of people are four and five blocks high. We put we we cook ours pretty close to the heat. Uh, we do cover them. We cover them with cardboard for years, and and uh, I finally we had a fire there, and I I've put a metal box over them now, so we cook with a box over. But. We've been doing that now for six years. I showed my son Phil here. I showed him how to cook the hog one time, and then I just sat down and watch him now. So it's it's good to have a chip off the old block. There you go.
2: Um, what's the start to finish about? How long does it take you to cook a whole hog? It takes twenty. It takes twenty hour,
0: twenty four hours to cook a hog for it to get
2: completely done.
0: You know, you do your firing process, your heat for off the off the bat, and then you just let it get low and slow. Everybody's got their own way to do it, you know, and I'm sure we're not near near to anybody, but. Uh, we uh, we we fire them every hour, and we use an extra large shovel. This big scoops, and it gets scary from time to time. But everything maintains. We've got a little. we got a we had a little fire yesterday in the pit. Um, just in this weather, man, it's just the weather. Honestly, uh, it play with you. It play with you hard. I've got I've got my pits. I got my pits concreted in. Those those blocks are full of concrete. That's insulation, and and you put a fire in that, you put heat in that, and it'll stay for days. And not go out so you know we when we, when we clean our pits we sometimes might them have to close an extra day just so the coals will be out just to cool oh, down right. yeah yeah so we have to haul them things off in the trailer you don't want to look behind in you and your trailer will be on fire <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we're, we're here um tennessee ramey's barbecue tell us what makes tennessee barbecue
0: hard work number one and we do it this we do it the old-fashioned way we we build our we, we got hickory sticks, we, we, bur- we make our coals, and we take them in, shovel at a time, and shovel each end of our hog. And, and you just have to keep a close eye on him. When we turn our hogs over after six, eight, 10 hours of cooking, depends on the size hog you got to how long you cook him. But when we turn him over, I will put about a half a gallon of sauce on him. Just pour it in the rib cage, and just let that mix with the oil and the grease that's in the hog. And it goes through the meat and that's that's where you get a lot of your flavor out of it and is your sauce more unique to tennessee style it is it's our vinegar based sauce or we have a ketchup based sauce which is a rib and chicken sauce but this it, it don't do justice to
2: our barbecue like the vinegar sauce does it's just like you said it pops now, you guys are very traditional, uh, but we've, we've seen on the menu and, and we've heard. You guys are get get a little creative with it, too. I saw some nachos on the menu. <laughs> oh, man, that's the uh, number one seller. Uh, and I've heard there have been pizzas on the menu. We've well, got pizzas. We, we, we go we have, in
0: 15 minutes. That's we have, you want. <laughs> we have been We have been officially noted as the... Only? only barbecue pit that makes a whole hog pizza. Barbecue pizza. And yeah. your boy down at Texas is who done that? Ah, that would be Mr. Daniel Vaughn. Yes, Mr. Daniel Vaughn. Yeah. Daniel Vaughn is, yeah. is, is Good he, guy. He assured me that I'm the only man. in the country <laughs> and, and you wouldn't believe how many of those we you would say. I mean, you sell a lot of them. And we use our uh, we just pizza crust. We buy this. We buy the crust off the food truck, and uh, we make the homemade sauce. You know, which we use our red sauce for the base. And we just put the cheese and the barbecue on it, and we run through the pizza
1: oven. And we'll Come on down to Ramey's. Make sure you try the barbecue pizza, the nachos, or just good old whole hog. There you Baby. go. So there you have that. Now there was one item that we missed out on, unfortunately, because of timing. Terry, why don't
2: you tell us all about that item we missed out on?
1: Uh, well,
4: we were just told to get the barbecue pizza, and um, you know, I thought that would be a good option. I understand we had a lot to eat, but I wanted to try it. Some others on the trip didn't agree. It's and not no, that we didn't want
1: to try it. Yeah, that is that is not true. Don't throw us under the bus I feel like, like that. It broke
2: his heart. I know. We we've been giving him flack about it. Because yes, we all wanted to try it. I mean, let's be honest. We, we all were in really a hurry. It I think it he bad. should
3: have been more assertive.
1: So then we rolled into a place that's not barbecue, but is classic as well. Prince's Hot Chicken.
2: Yeah, Prince's Hot Chicken in Nashville, and we uh, we got to meet up with Chris from the Oak Texas Barbecue there. Um, he's doing some good stuff. Uh, wish we could have eaten his food. He, he's doing pop-ups on the weekends at breweries. But uh, he was kind enough to meet us. We got to you know share a meal with him and chat for a few minutes. Um, re- really good spending some time with him. And Mr. Jimmy Ho had a goal in mind when we went to Prince's that he wanted to try the hottest chicken they could possibly provide him.
3: I don't know why I'm on this goal now. Eat the hottest shit I can eat. <laughs> and... So yeah, I got the extra extra hot, which I don't know if they really gave me the the hottest. But when I bit into it. it, wasn't that hot? It was definitely hot. Um, what, Chris tried it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, Chris tried it,
3: and he said it wasn't hot originally, but then after a few seconds, he felt the burn. So yeah, yeah,
1: I mean it was hot, but it wasn't it wasn't a ghost pepper hot. Yeah, and it and it didn't have that. I was that's what I was actually expecting was like some kind of insanity sauce, and it was it was hot, but it, it wasn't hot in it that was it wasn't so hot that it was crazy it was good tasty stuff
2: and the rest of us had the medium and that had plenty of spice in it um
1: hot good chicken
2: and prince's if you've never been to prince's it is an experience um it's it's a (laughs) lively crowd there's always something going on in there is what we've been told and they're open till the wee hours of the morning and apparently it gets more active and just crazy the longer the night goes on so that's one thing that you know it was we had guys out front of the building selling pork skins not affiliated with the restaurant (laughs) There are people in the restaurant selling cakes and desserts that I'm pretty sure we're not affiliated with the restaurant as well. It was it was an experience, and I'm glad we got to have it. Um, we left Prince's, and we went to Martin's in downtown Nashville. Um, Martin's is, Pat Martin is one of the originators, well, I won't say originators, but one of the guys that's really keeping the flame burning on whole hog cooking. Um, according to Robert Moss's website, barbecuehub.net, there are only 27 places in America doing whole hog cooking, and six of them are Pat Martin's um and pat has a beautiful restaurant in downtown nashville um, right in the heart of the city um, great place to watch games have beer i, th- I believe they do live music as well yeah, there's a big stage I mean, yeah i mean you know. it's it's a great place to go in and have some drinks uh, we have very had the, cool
1: the the pits are on the on the second floor yeah instead of down on the ground floor and and the, and the second floor is open and so it's you've got the bar you've got the open air you've got the pits it's a really really cool experience overall
2: yeah and we had we had the redneck taco which is uh shout out to kevin jenkins um i know he he listens to the show he's a buddy of ours another fellow barbecue passport guy we met along the way kevin was the one that pointed us to the redneck taco which if you're not familiar with it is a hoe cake you can get it with i believe either pulled pork or sliced brisket um we of course did the pork because we were on a mostly pork trip um, yep um, it comes with a hoe cake which is in no relation to jimmy <laughs> um and it's got some slaw on top of it. So, yeah, we, uh, we had a quick bite there, and then we were all just completely exhausted because at that point, it, were, it was, what, 6, 7 o'clock at night. We'd been traveling most Non-stop. of the day. Yeah. And we had a few more hours to go. Did through. not have any
1: sleep the night before because we drove all night. Right, you know, and yeah.
2: so we were, we were staying in Knoxville just to get closer to Asheville the next day. So we drove to Knoxville, hung our head there for the night, and then the next morning we got to meet up with another buddy of ours, Joe Bryant, Uh, footballguys.com big barbecue enthusiast hey joe hey joe um got to meet up with him have some coffee and a pastry um quick little stop got to say hello and then off to buxton hall barbecue so let's uh let's talk about what mr elliot moss is doing over there in western north carolina
1: elevated would that be a word we would associate with that I mean, food served yeah. on china, kind of, kind of, it's amped it, up. I don't, I'm trying to avoid that H word of hipster, but well, it's um, a little bit
4: nicer dining experience.
1: It's,
2: it's right. a, it is a dining experience. It's more than just a whole hog joint. It's much more than that. Um, they've got a full service bakery that does scratch desserts. They, they've got you know, our, you know, craft sides. It's, it's very much what we see. We're, we're seeing in the new wave of Texas barbecue only in Carolina form. We ordered majority of the menu. Uh, what did what did you guys think of of what you had, Terry?
4: Uh, good pork. Um, like I said lots of creative sides. Um,
2: the, the green beans under the hog were really good. They were, yeah, yeah, got that nice flavor. Yeah, yeah. And, and good vinegar in there. I, I was telling them once we finish with this, we're not doing it. I'm not eating vinegar for like a week because like, <laughs> everything. everything we're eating has vinegar in it, and that's not a bad thing. But oh my god, I just feel like I'm sweating vinegar. At this point. They also
4: had a nice mixture of different sauces from, you know, not yeah. just the standard around there. They had a good variety.
2: Right, so. right. And they had a, a couple of desserts we ordered, a tin roof Sunday, which is a sweet cream ice cream. Um, they had, of course, a banana pudding pie, which <laughs> if you've listened to the show and heard all the crap we've given Jimmy over the course of the 70-something episodes, you know that Jimmy Ho loves him some banana pudding.
3: Yes, I do. Um, I thought it was a really great pie um, because of the graham crust. You didn't really need a vanilla wafer it's just it worked really well together
2: yeah and that meringue i thought was really nice addition too it was it was a good meal overall i mean like i said we order most of the menu and brian we cannot not talk about the smoked and fried chicken because i think that may have been our favorite thing that we ate at buxton yeah you know know, obviously
1: not your typical traditional barbecue but probably cold smoked probably not they don't usually cook that all the way through to completion under the smoker then they flash fry it, and it was a, I think it was a buttermilk dressing, buttermilk ranch, yeah, nice and um, crispy, crispy coating. And it was it was just really really good with some salt on top of it too to give you a little bit of, a little bit of a hit of the salt, but um, really really good.
2: Yeah, so no, we, we had a we had a great time at Buxton, uh,
1: and one of the things too you know, about experiences and and the buildings and walking into places, even though Buxton Hall themselves are not there for many 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 years. Um, the building itself is, and it was, it was really interesting. It was originally, um, at one point anyway, it was a wood-floored roller rink back in the 1930s. Um, it was a boat showroom, um, and it was auto shops, and at one point a, a, a paper sales company, standard paper sales. And so it's, it's a really cool place to go visit because you get that visual of the building the food is plated very nicely on actual plates, and so you get the whole experience from end to end. Um, really cool, and it, but it's it's new style. It's not traditional barbecue.
2: Right, and Asheville is a fantastic city. I wish we had gotten to spend more time in it. I've been there a couple of times, and it's great. Um, I, I highly recommend spending a couple of days in Asheville. You can make Buxton one of your stops, and there's if you don't want just barbecue, there's great food in that city as well. Um, we left Buxton and had a bit of a drive. And ended up in uh, Lexington, Tex. Te- uh, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd do it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. we, we just we, we like eating it, Lexington. Whether it's Tennessee, Texas, North Carolina, it doesn't matter. We ended up in Lexington, North Carolina, at Lexington Barbecue, and this is the leg of the trip where we uh, our, our our wolf pack became stronger. <laughs> we we uh, you guys might be familiar with uh, Mr. Chris Wood. He's been on an episode of ours in the past. Um, Chris is. The owner, pit master, primacy meat company in Loudoun County, Virginia. Chris is doing pop-ups and catering and getting his business going. Uh, he's just had a new propane uh, offset pit built sometime in the last couple of months. He just got that pit.
6: Yeah, about probably in the last five, six
2: months. And it's and been doing some whole hogs, doing some creative stuff. We, you know, we, we've been, we, we watch all of it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, we'd actually do the, well, I've got my buddy Eric here and, who's. And I, uh, I think there's even some tater tot casserole. Oh, there has been some, yeah, we saw a some lot of tater tot casserole. So, yeah. <laughs> we invented yeah. stealing that. Yes, <laughs> but I my uh, buddy Eric with me, tribute, not who stealing is, uh, who's been, who's a chef, who's uh, working with me at Primacy, and we're, do, who's you know in charge of all the side dishes and and stuff like that. So, we wanted to come down here to uh, to try the the whole hog experience uh, mm-hmm. since we have been doing quite a few whole hogs this summer. Um, I think we've done three or four of them. Already this summer for catering jobs.
2: Well, I guess uh, my, my first question would be how how do you, how do you think your hog compares? Do you think you, you've learned something that will improve your processes now?
6: Or? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the past five or six years, I probably cooked twenty hogs, and I do them on a on a direct fire pit. So I do them with with live coals. Uh, I do not do them on an offset. Um, and then probably in the last year or so, I've gone towards that North Carolina process of of salting the top of the pig, cooking it meat side down over the coals for you know anywhere between six and 10 hours before flipping it. Um, I think ours does pretty well compared. I think the one thing that we really need to improve on or we can work on to get better at is that skin, that, that crackling that we, we tasted so many times here before.
5: We probably need a little more patience before we flip.
6: Yeah, I think yeah. that's really what it is. I think it's more time to let that salt pull out that moisture on the top of the skin and dry it out some more um, before we actually flip it and then give it a little bit more time with the coals
1: underneath. And and when you're talking about that just also to make sure people know this is that you're not talking about cracklings where you take the skin and you fry it. It's the skin of the hog and you you either there's a couple of different ways we can talk about the places that do it in a minute but some places chop it up and put it in the mix, some places put it like just a top like a little glass disc on top of skin right we saw it like six
6: different ways yeah every place we went to i think everyone did it differently
5: and we typically garnish it with some chopped skin a handful yeah either some mixed in yeah we make sure there's some on the surface right
6: right but yeah to get really get that blistered skin where it's almost like popcorn you know skin i think it just takes needs a little bit more time but uh yeah yeah. i enjoy doing it and you know i'm from virginia you know we were in virginia and people love pork so we get these catering jobs, and and you know, especially in the summertime, people want to throw a big party. So oh, no, whole hog is definitely it's very it, communal. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the it's typical a, barbecue great statement. Yeah. Yeah. Right, people yeah. love to see it. Yeah, you know.
2: And so yeah, we met up with you guys, and of course, we, yeah, Andrew as well. Can, oh how, yeah, my, my dog Andrew, Andrew hey, over we, here. We, we got another Andrew on the show because apparently I'm just not enough for the show.
6: I call him my barbecue <laughs> sommelier.
2: Andrew came along in the Texas tour that Chris right. did several months ago when we met up with with Chris and Andrew and and he's he's here with Chris and Eric and all of us and we're uh, we met up in Lexington that was our first stop together and uh, Lexington barbecue or yeah Lexington barbecue in Lexington North Carolina mm-hmm. um, they they cook shoulders they don't do whole hog but they they have the signature red slaw that they're very much known for hush puppies which is something that north carolina is very big into and we we had some good hush puppies at yeah, lexington
1: and they are and free of charge you get hush puppies or buns and they, they came with the meal yeah
2: really and cool. it was, yeah it was a really good experience a nice old building uh eric what were your your thoughts on some of the lexington
5: uh, my impressions were just the um i guess the hospitality right away walking in the lady that, that met us at the front door and immediately asked us how many in our group and set us a table in the back and she went on to tell us that there was three generations of her family working there. You know, it was her. Her, her son was running the pits, and her grandson was uh, working the registers, I believe. Um, and just walking in and seeing that it was a very family-style place, you can tell a lot of people were regulars there coming in for their daily meal. You know, you didn't have a line out the door. It wasn't some hyped-up place, just a real classic, you know, down-to-earth home-style, you know, barbecue joint. Yeah. And it was uh, it was definitely something special. It was a nice way to start the trip, meeting up with you guys.
2: Yeah, we we love we're nerds for the barbecue history and the and, and when you, especially when you could see the history of the building, the history of the people and the generations that are working in the building or have worked in the building. And you know, Lexington definitely hit all of those marks. And it was good, good chopped pork, um, and we we got a good tip from a, uh, a food writer from Charlotte. Order the order the brown, coarse chopped, and you know, brown yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brown, yeah. And so, and, you know, Jennifer lover, thank you for the tip. Um, we absolutely ordered exactly how you said, and yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, we had a winding journey to our next destination after that. There was some Labor Day traffic and all sorts of stuff that we maneuvered through some towns I don't know the name of. I don't know if they have names, um, <laughs> but we, we meandered our way and we got to a very, very special stop that we've been looking forward to for a long time, and that was uh, Sam Jones Barbecue. Let's let's talk a little bit. Sam Jones Barbecue, gonna, it's gonna take some discussion, so let's. Yeah. let's
1: so, uh, you know, the, the thing to remember, and we'll talk about Skylight in just a moment, Sam Jones is a new offshoot from Sam Jones, and that way he doesn't have to try to keep boxed in to that Skylight barbecue menu pricing and, and what they're serving. So it allowed him to, to expand, it allowed him to do some new things, and it just, it was great because when we had Skylight, the the, the pork was very similar. But yet there was more on the menu there was a bar it was it was more current more modern definitely more modern just a a really really killer experience out there
2: it was a great menu and uh, we have to give thank you to michael letchworth um everyone at the staff at sam jones of course sam himself it was wonderful the
6: hospitality was great from
2: the second we walked in the door the second we walked out of the door and even beyond then they were just extremely friendly extremely helpful making sure, you know, oh, oh, do you need anything else? How is everything? And just the friendliest people. And we were in there late at night. We were in there towards the end of their service, and y- you wouldn't have known the difference if you'd walked in there at 11 o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, that's what. one of the things that's interesting this whole trip is there's a lot of places that we've come an hour and two hours before closing, and we, we've not had bad barbecue at that time. No. And it's, it's very impressive. But um, do you want to talk about what we had at Sam Jones or yeah. the dessert at Sam Jones?
2: All of the above. Um, we, 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 had, we had a lot of good stuff. We had chicken wings. They were really good. Um, of course, the, the hog with the skin. I mean, it's, it's Sam Jones' signature. Um, the hog was great. We had some really good sides. The collard greens were really good. We had a banana pudding. That's Brian's favorite.
1: <laughs> it is my favorite pudding so far. Yeah, no,
2: yeah, Brian loved the pudding. We all loved the pudding. It was a warm banana pudding. It's a family recipe from Sam's grandmother. And it's served with a little meringue on top and it's just it was it was delicious um what one else of the things we... they told
1: us too they, they have no freezers there and so right. all the food is rotated it's very fresh it's very current um and you could tell,
2: you uh, tell. terry what did you think about the cracklings we had oh. the cracklings with the pimento cheese which was one of my favorites but
1: uh yeah i mean it's good
4: uh you can tell that it's uh you know it's, it's fresh the cheese it's obviously like they like they said they make everything in-house um it's not brought in from somewhere else um it had a nice little seasoning on it to mix, and
2: it was Yeah, nice, dairy, crunchy. it was nice, crunchy. It was a great bite.
6: I like the beans there. For, you know, a lot of, all, a lot of these places in North Carolina, you're going to get the, the sweet beans, the standard baked beans. And some of them might be, you know, they could taste like they just came out of a can or something. But his were great, and I think I ended up asking him, because there were little chunks of, of meat inside of it. Yeah, and and ground beef. Yeah, ground beef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ground yeah. beef. It was yeah. a nice touch. Yeah, it was, it was different
2: and the San Jones Barbecue was just, it was a great experience. Um, it was everything that we've heard it was and more. Um, Sam was kind enough, as was Michael, to give us a lot of their time. So again, thank you to Michael, thank you to Sam. It was a, a wonderful experience. It makes us want to come back to North Carolina. So <laughs> it was- Actually uh, all of these, I mean- this They do. really this, is, yeah. this
1: trip has exceeded my expectations by far. I was, I was expecting a lot of very tasteless pork swimming in some kind of crappy sauce and that that's not what we've had no but, but we that's have,
2: what we, sure. we've had a lot of bad pork in texas yeah. pulled pork because it's not the texas barbecue specialty and so to be quite frank there's a lot of texas joints that throw it on there because they need to have something else on the menu the profit margin is decent on it but they cook maybe one pork butt or two pork butts in a day and so it's just not a priority you know and and that's kind of what we've we have timid expectations about what pork can be and they were blown away by a lot of the places we went to on this trip
5: to put that in perspective like Lexington's they did 72 pork butts pork shoulders the day we were there that's incredible I mean unreal
2: yeah we we, we don't want
1: to keep talking about it we did 64 once <laughs> and it almost killed us once and they they <laughs> did, did, and did they help. it wasn't just ourselves
2: right and they're doing 70 I don't know if they're doing every day but almost every day and that's that's incredible and it's a testament to them that it was really good um, so now we're on to day three
1: yeah, so day three, we got up early and we hit bees on the way out of town. Somebody tell us a little bit about bees and what you thought. This is another little shack. Um, yeah, right next to ECU's campus. Like close to the campus. And, and it was uh, a game day
6: today. Home, so g- they had a home game, so it seemed like there were a lot of people rocking the the purple. It was really um, busy when we came. Yeah, by it was too. very yeah, busy. Moving really quickly. I think when we got there, they said they only had two the the meat of two hogs left. I think for the for the
2: entire day.
5: And yeah, we were there. at... Eleven or ten forty-five? Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, ten forty-five. Yeah, 11. that was our
2: first stop of the day. the The slaw was pretty traditional. Yeah, I would sweet. Say. Um, the The potatoes were very unique. I never yeah. I'd never had potato like that before. Oh, like little potato
5: cornbread log. A warm potato salad. Oh, yeah, the were yeah.
1: salad. It had a lot of liquid in it. it yeah, it was um, almost it was like different. A I'd yeah, like a stew almost. Like a stewed yeah. potato. Yeah. And their cornbread was
6: like, like uh, batons. Yeah, like batons. Yeah. yeah. So, what I thought was one. interesting is that
7: a lot of people were there waiting for a chicken, which we weren't able to try.
2: Yeah, we were, we were truly, unfortunately, we, we got a little bit of a late start on day three, later than we anticipated. So, we were playing catch up for most of the day to make sure we can get in all the stops that we wanted to get in. So, we weren't able to wait on the chicken, but still had an enjoyable experience at Bees. And then it was on to uh, the classic, the one that, you know, we, one of the ones we'd all been waiting for, all been looking forward to. And of course, that is uh, Skylight Inn in Aiden, North Carolina, owned and operated by the Jones family since 1947, um, when Pete Jones opened it uh, as a 17-year-old, and it's been in the family since. And they do a few things, and a few things only on that menu, and they do them well, and they do them all the time, every day. So let's let's talk about Skylight Inn.
1: What's well, that? It's that experience factor. You know, you you drive onto that gravel parking lot, you hear that noise. It kind of kind of resonates with you. You walk in the door, you can hear the chopping, you know, two cleavers on that, on that cutting board just flying away. The giant
2: wood pile out back. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's, oh.
1: there's so much to that. And, um, and everybody's having a good time. The building itself is very unique. They've got a, a capital Rotunda um, display on top of the building. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. Um, and the food is great, which helps. So, um, you yeah, know, again, it was great because it was, it was obviously very reminiscent of Sam Jones. So you had that same flavor profile, but you had it in a different
3: environment, and it makes it a different experience.
2: So let's talk about that pork. Who wants to go first? I, I, I nominate Jimmy Ho because he's looking at me. Well,
3: I was going to say something else. Um, it felt like you were, walk, if we can put it in Texas perspective, it felt like you were walking to louis Miller. Um, you're not going to get that smoke line walls and whatnot, uh, of the cathedral of smoke, um, but you know Once you walk through the door, you're a part of history. Yeah, yeah, you're walking in history
6: and the sound of the cleavers in the back just yeah. chopping all the pork and then they put it in a big wooden bowl and it just sits there ready to be scooped into a you know into a, a paper boat yeah.
4: you're sitting there waiting your turn to get some of that you right. know absolutely my classy. favorite part
6: was like that seemed to have like the most cracklins or, or crunchy
2: pork a lot skin of, that was, just, the was the best thing it was, yeah, yeah. it's
6: like yeah. every bite you got a nice little chunk all right of skin. it was
2: like a welcome surprise every time you're biting right in it that pork a fork. nice crunch bite yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. the, uh, the classic Sam Jones sweet slaw, um, some slaws work better on sandwiches, some work better as a side. You eat them how you want to. I, I enjoyed eating it with the cornbread and, and the pork itself.
6: Um, I feel like it's like with, when you're in Texas, you eat the acidic, vinegary stuff to cut through the richness of the fat of the beef. And with the coleslaw here in Carolina, I feel like the sweetness of the slaw cuts through
1: the vinegar of the actual pork.
2: Yeah, I agree that's another reason why it's probably
1: on top of a lot of the sandwiches. Exactly. You, you eat it at the same time. Right. right.
2: Mm-hmm. And we, of course, we had more banana pudding. Yeah. Well,
1: and, and it was it was their first experience. So Andrew, Chris.
6: Oh yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big sweet person, so I don't get the the desserts very often. But uh, Eric over here forced me to take a bite of it. I thought it was great.
1: It was really good. It was it, really great. Yeah. Creamy, the meringue was amazing. Yeah, the time. meringue is really, I mean, it, it's made from egg whites. It's actual meringue. It's not It's not whipped cream, it, and mm-hmm. that, it's different. I mean, it, it adds to it, and it's just yeah. the, so the, classic.
7: I feel like the, the bread gave it a nice texture there at the bottom there. Very too. thick
6: pieces of
2: bread in it.
1: Yeah, slice was slice. I want bread another bread. one now. Yeah. <laughs> Should have brought some home with yeah, it. Yeah, great. I
2: know. It's, we're going to be thinking about a lot of these meals for a long time, I have a feeling um you know we, we love our texas barbecue we all eat it cook it seek it out but it there were some really unique and original experiences that we'd never had before that we were able to have at a lot of these places um leaving scott or leaving skylight going to scott's uh we went to the original uh scott's barbecue in hemingway south carolina it's very much an off the beaten path barbecue place um it's it it, it kind of had that snows feeling to me, just like mm-hmm. you know you're going somewhere special. You know, mm-hmm. you know you're you're not going, you're not in well, the big several city. Several
1: places did, Ellen's, Yes. And, I mean there there's a which is cool because there's not that many of those places in Texas, and we just keep running across them here as part of this trip. Yeah.
2: So uh, so obviously Rodney Scott and Rodney Scott's family uh, op- opened the restaurant in 1972. Um, it's been in the family ever since, and they do traditional whole hog cooking let's let's talk about what the, what do you the feel big difference that?
6: there was the fact that it's pulled yes instead of chopped yeah. and they also mop the the pig as it's the hog as it's being cooked so when and it's pulled yeah. yeah and poke it and kind of pull it apart he's got that big metal spoon that they use they kind of break the meat apart as they mop it so all the sauce gets in all the crevices but uh, but when it's pulled even before you put any sauce on it it kind of tastes like it already has been sauced yeah and that by far was my favorite sauce yeah. of all the yeah, Lots of flavor, it's, but let's talk about
1: that sauce. Yeah,
6: it's yeah. just super vinegary and it had a ton of spice. Um, the spice kind of settles to the bottom of the liquid, so you got to kind of shake the the container of sauce before you pour it on. But uh, I mean, I ended up buying a gallon of it to take home. I mean, I loved
1: it. I thought it was the best sauce of the vinegar sauce of all the places we went. And and sauce in this style of barbecue sauce is not a bad word like some people think right. it is in Texas yeah. barbecue. For sure. We don't even believe that, but but definitely with this style of barbecue, sauce is absolutely
5: part of the meal. It's very, just as important as salt and pepper. Very common Yeah, letter. absolutely. Yeah.
2: It, it amplifies the meat. It right. really is. It, it helps showcase it, and it gives it that unique. And we talk about the regional differences in, within North Carolina, within South Carolina, and the sauces are part of those big, distinct regional differences. You know, and I think even, I think it's Rodney Scott's place that had, this is where the mustard belt of South Carolina is, this is where right. the vinegar belt, and the, like, if you go to this region, you're going to get this style of sauce, and you're going to get a different style of sauce in another region. And I think that's great. I think it's great to have those distinctions and to know what those distinctions are. And the, uh, yes, the the pulled pork there, you know, the, well, I call it pulled pork. It was whole hog, but the the fact that it was pulled gives you a textural difference. Right. Mm-hmm. It allows the you really, yeah, yeah, you really get to find those fatty bites and right. the leaner bites and... I think it just works really well and I, I loved it, I really enjoyed it.
6: And the, it's cool when you go into places here in North Carolina, or we're in South Carolina now, but when we are in North Carolina, I think the general theme is like you go into these places and it's majority regulars. You know, when you go in there, these, it's people, you know, everyday people that are, you know, may have just gotten off work and they're lined up to get their meat. It's not like Texas where
1: everyone is, you know, from out of town coming just to have barbecue. Well, we we saw somebody buying an entire hog carcass for the weekend. Right, exactly. And that's just that regular, everyday business that they get. People that come in all the time.
5: And Scott's had some, you know, okra on the counter to buy and some grapes wrapped up in Ziploc baggies and some fresh peaches. So it was kind of a little bit of like a corner store, like market feel. Right. And to, to touch on that heritage sign that was outside. So that, I mean, I guess it would be Eastern South Carolina Heritage, I think it was, put a plaque out in front of Scott's giving you the history of the family. And, I mean, it's obviously...
2: Yeah, it's to, to know what has gone into that business for right. decades. It, it really does... It, it, it makes the experience even more special when you get to go to places like that i mean we, we love the new school stuff and, and you know and it's great but but to feel that history when you go in a place that you can't replicate that no, it, it just happens places, over yeah, time you know true. and so leaving scott's we went to uh sweatman's yeah um, so we
1: left the we left the vinegar belt and we entered the mustard belt
2: yes that we did and we uh we were, of course, again, still playing catch-up on the drive, trying to make sure that we got to every place we wanted to get to, and so we weren't able to spend as much time at Sweatmen's as we would have liked, but we did get to go there. We got to order, um, what, you know, what most have told us is this is what you go, you got to get this, you got to get that. Um, we of course got hog. Um, they do whole hog cooking there um, with the traditional of that region mustard sauce. Um, it's it comes with a little bit of the sauce in it, and then more sauce that you can add as you want. Um, what were your thoughts on Sweatman's? We'll start with Eric.
5: I guess my first impression on Sweatman's was the was the setting. It was kind of like a I don't know like a plantation setting. It was it was a house, you know, a wood clad home, and it had a beautiful view of cornfields and uh, you know tall cedars and and uh, it was just a beautiful view. Just being there it was very calm, quiet. Uh, and when you walked in, it was like you were walking into somebody's house. Yeah. The dining room was very quiet. There's no music playing, you know. And then there's a um, it's buffet style, all you can eat. Or or one plate at a time. You can order one plate or all you can eat if you stay to eat. Right. You know we were due to time constraints trying to get to Charleston, so we took it all to go and ate it outside. But uh, I I thought it was very good. I loved the mustard sauce. I, it was pleasantly surprised. It was. Uh, I was imagining much more of like a standard like yellow mustard, but it was you right. know on the sweeter side. I mean, almost a honey mustard. Yeah, it had a honey yeah. mustard yeah. look yeah. to it. The same yeah. color of the honey mustard. Um, and the and the pork was really good. It was you can taste the pig. It's not. I mean they let the pig speak for itself and do most of the work. you know there's not much else going into it. Um, I'll let somebody else speak along the, the lines of the hash because it wasn't my favorite thing but uh, it's,
2: it's an acquired taste right. from what we've been told um, you know, before we ever got there we knew that it's different. let's uh, let's, well, let's describe what is hash, Brian
1: So so hash is a, a traditional side dish and it's essentially a lot of the leftovers of the hog um, because back then you you just like everything you used every piece of the meat. Um, some of the offal cuts. I mean, it depends on who makes it, but um, everything from heart and, and all other kinds of pieces can go in there. It just depends. I don't. I'm not sure if that is true at Sweatman's. Can't see the recipe, um, but it it definitely had that really strong taste to it, um, and it. I mean, almost like a gravy or like a chili. It's hard to explain like what it is. Like a thin chili. Like a thin yeah, chili. Yeah, thick gravy. And it's served on rice, which is um, because that's a traditional starch around the area. It's a very, again, it, it harkens back to a different time and a different type of food. It I really enjoyed it. It's not something I'd eat every day, right. and it's not something I want to see on the menu in Texas, uh, but it's great because it's something unique to the region and something that you can go to and experience. You know, it's, it's kind of like beef ribs are a Texas thing for the most part, although we'll talk about a place where we had a beef rib today. but. But this is a, something that's very unique to the region, and, and I, it's great to experience it at places like this that have been doing it for a while. I like the fact that they threw the, I don't think it was a pig's foot, I think it was
6: like a like a hawk or a, a shank or something that was just sitting in there on top of the pile of, of, of chopped pork.
1: Right, and one of the extra little nooks of the container, that was right. cool.
7: I think also the big thing is just the prices are just so low. I mean, we got another pudding. We got another pudding for 90, 97 cents, and that was by far the best ninety-seven cents. Taking your words. Yeah, a full-size
1: <laughs> side of pudding that was that was less than a buck. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And the entire plate, I think there. I saw Jimmy shed a tear. <laughs>
3: it was ninety three cents. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, ninety three plus tax. So, uh, so we would be a dollar. So a you just tax. go
2: around correcting all barbecue podcasts on their incorrect <laughs> things. Is that what you do, Jimmy? The, the Jimmy's full time <laughs> job is just
1: to correct other podcasts. Um, and and all of their prices were really really cheap there. I mean they had a a small plate for seven fifty and a large plate for less than eight fifty before tax. The um, hash and rice plate was only $4.21. We said the dessert was 93 cents plus tax. I mean, these are, these are great places to go visit and uh, go experience, and it was, it was great. And I, I wish I could have taken some of that sauce with me. Right.
2: Well, and especially for, I mean, we have a lot of listeners in Texas, we're a Texas based show. If you've been eating Texas barbecue the last several years, you're used to paying a premium price for barbecue. Um, we, you know, and we've gone into all the beef prices, blah, blah, blah. It is. It was a very welcome treat to be able to get a, an affordable plate of barbecue and good barbecue. Feeding and,
6: like seven people for forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was. Yeah. It was.
2: It was a really welcome treat. And of right. course, all, lots of things factor into that as far as does the family own the land it's on, and they're not paying rent on that, and you know property values and just what the town can afford. Right. You know, some bigger cities can afford. You know, or have higher rents and higher incomes of the people that live in the city, and so they can afford a higher price some places you it's working man's food and you have to give it to him at an affordable price and it was it's been a welcome treat being able to have good affordable barbecue
7: now, now going in there it looked like it was buffet style and almost all you can eat was it that, the that is the option yeah, yeah. yeah. so was yeah. it was it the same prices or was it a little more or i i, cause I didn't it was i believe the, it
2: was like I, I want to say it was around 15 dollars for the all you can eat for all you can which eat. is incredible if yeah. you think about it i Absolutely. mean um, but we we enjoyed you know again we wish it had been a longer stop but we, uh, we were running late. We had to get to the big city we, Big yeah, city barbecue. Yeah, we, you know, we hadn't had Texas barbecue for a few days, so we thought we had to remedy that. And what better place to do that than uh, Lewis Barbecue in Charleston? Most of you that are in the barbecue world, you know who John Lewis is. John Lewis has an incredible history in Texas barbecue. Not, not decades long, but what he's accomplished in the last 10 years cannot be overstated. Obviously starting Franklin Barbecue with Aaron, moving on to Law Barbecue, and then opening up Lewis Barbecue in Charleston. Um, John has built an incredible restaurant. It is a
1: Texas barbecue restaurant. It's not Texas-style barbecue. It is a Texas barbecue restaurant. No.
2: And it's uh, it's everything, I I would be thrilled to live in Charleston, because it's it's the best barbecue I've ever had outside of Texas.
1: <laughs> no, but it, it was a great experience. Two meat cutters, line moves fairly fast. Um, we were there at eight o'clock at night. Food was still quality food that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a huge plate. We'll go over a few of those things. but kind of want to talk a little bit about the building itself because that's, again, it's very experiential visit, I mean they've got a, a yard outside, picnic tables underneath a giant tree, they had live music playing, the pit room was right next to that with screens so that you could see the pits while you're eating, they could see, the pit masters could see the music and listen to the music, before you get in to order there's a full service bar as you as you walk up in there, I mean, it was a lazy river away from Brian's <laughs> dream. <laughs> yeah, in a Ferris wheel. Now. <laughs> no, it has to have a Ferris wheel. Too. And,
3: you, uh, you need a hotel room,
1: no.
5: From yes, yes, that bed bed and breakfast <laughs> on the property. <laughs> but there were some close right there. You See, Brian relax. doesn't ask for much. No, no, I'm not greedy at
1: all. Um, but it, it was it was truly. I mean, it, I mean, and that is Texas barbecue for those of you that have been out to those places and. And sat out underneath the big live oak trees mm-hmm. and listened to live music and had that. I mean, it was it was very much Texas barbecue. Um, the food itself absolutely was. I mean, brisket, beef rib. We had hot links, hot guts, what they call them. Uh, we had a they had a new one out which was a pork. Um, it was a hatch chili and pepper jack, pepper jack sauces, cheese. Pepper it was really good. And um, you know, I mean, from end to end, it was great. The pork ribs were exactly like we remember them from. The other other places that Andrew mentioned. I mean, it was it was a great feast.
2: Yeah. Well, let's start let's start with Jimmy, and we'll go around a little bit on on Lewis. Jimmy, you you've eaten John Lewis's food mm-hmm. back in his Austin days. Um, how does it compare?
3: I would say it's as if they put La Barbecue on a plane and moved it to Charleston. I mean, the quality is just as good. Um, the experience maybe actually even better because the line moves faster, and you know us going in there so late we got something that most places in texas would dream to sp- serve at noon so uh, it was a great experience i loved it
2: andrew what what did you think about it
7: and like you said you know very resmi- reminiscent of texas of what i encountered first um when i went to the, the uh, trip with chris and um just everything you know the brisket was right on par with everything in, in texas and the, the the bark was just unbelievable and, and you guys got the beef rib, which was just as enormous as I remember in Texas. So it's it's not only big in Texas, it's still big in South Carolina. It's a showstopper but, everywhere uh, it goes. But, uh, no, Traveling it was, beef rib. Hands down, you know, probably the best place I went to so far on the trip. It,
5: it was, uh, my impression was, I haven't been to many restaurants or uh, barbecue places in Texas outside of Salt Lake and Pecan Lodge. But um, what I would say is it's a very well-run restaurant. I mean, they could be selling... It could be a hamburger place. It could be a fine dining. It was just, it's very well run. Everybody there knows what their responsibility is and the, the hospitality was, was amazing right away. Um, the ambiance, like uh, Andrew alluded to, was, was amazing with the lights hanging from the big tree out back and the Adirondack chairs and the tree stumps as tables for kind of like a little lounge area. So um, much thought has gone into the yeah, customer experience at that place. it's a very smart design and build. Um, and just to touch on the food, one of my favorites was the uh, the green chili and corn pudding, uh, the side dish that they had. Uh, it was just, you know, sweet, hot, savory. Everything was that you would want in a like a corn side dish. Was was presented and in very that dish. Very comfort
1: food, like which, yeah. um, which is one of our favorite. We, we there's some great corn pudding that's coming around Texas these days, and so that's another connection that we we felt. You know, it keeps bringing Bring your, us back to Texas, and and you you could close your eyes, you wouldn't know that you were in Charleston. Right. Which is great. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it should be.
2: Yeah, and we, we definitely have to thank Ben and Joe at uh, Lewis Barbecue, who were just extremely generous with their time and showing us around the restaurant, um, showing us in the pit room and, and how the operation works. And um, it's, it's just an extremely well run barbecue restaurant yeah, producing thanks guys. You guys are great. excellent barbecue. And Ben and Joe, you're a big part mm-hmm. of that operation. And then um, kudos to you. And then we can't thank you enough for the hospitality and how, how well you treated us. Um, Terry, what, what were your thoughts on it you You eat as much Texas barbecue as anyone we know
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean uh, for sure i mean it's 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 everything I love about these great barbecue places just here, you know I mean I've heard it said before that if you take it and put it in Texas it's one of the top tier places, and I agree with that eating it here you know yeah,
2: it's 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 great barbecue it's what what we would expect having known John Lewis's track record, and it absolutely delivers on that yeah, Texas
1: um, says you're welcome, Charleston. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it was it was a great experience um you know we we got to meet up with uh one of the barbecue bros um at this stop um he, he i guess jimmy you've been messaging back and forth to them and he was in town
3: yeah um i guess his family is i guess in charleston for the holiday so they met with up with us because you know we follow each other on instagram facebook the blog whatever um so
2: uh, we had we had a really good time uh, just hanging out meeting up with everybody um It's been just really great um it's been one of those experiences where we we knew we'd have a damn good time um, when we started planning this trip just because we knew the people we were gonna be seeing on the trip um, people that were all coming you know in the car with us meeting up on the on the way and and of course the the people that we've been able to sit down and talk with in the barbecue industry on this trip um, were over the moon with the conversations we've had that's yeah, great um, we have to give a very special shout out to our beer sponsor this week shout out
1: remember you can sponsor our podcast for one episode by sending us beer
2: we are shameless drunks um, <laughs> we've got to thank barbecue Mike Mike Lee our buddy Mike from California hey, the man with the Moberg in California or one of the men with one of the Mobergs in California um, Mike came to town a while back gave us some really great beers uh, we're drinking a Seafair cold style ale right now
1: really smooth
2: and now we're drinking another Seafarer Coastal Ale right now um, thank you Mike you gave us some amazing beers uh, we are enjoying them we wanted to we, we saved them for this trip um, you gave them to us a while back and it was tempting but we, uh, we showed some willpower which is not very heavy in our repertoire but uh, thank you to Mike, for, Thanks, the, Mike. Uh, for the beers so the final day of our trip we uh, we hit up a couple of spots in Georgia and Mississippi we went to Fox Brothers Barbecue in Atlanta, uh, Bees Cracklin Barbecue in Atlanta, and The Shed in Mississippi. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about those places, Brian.
1: Sure. So i um, very impressed at, at Fox Brothers. Big place, uh, very enjoyable place, big menu as well.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a great spot if you were wanting to hang out with some friends, watch some football games, drink some beer. They've got a great menu of appetizers, you know, traditional Texas smoked meats, brisket ribs. Uh, they do make their own sausage, the jalapeno cheese that we had was really good. Um, got to spend some time with Jonathan Fox, one of the Fox brothers obviously. Um, he was really, really nice guy. Um was really kind of him to take the time to, you know, explain to us the, kind of their story and how they got started and kind of give us an, an overview of what their business is.
1: I really like that long cut okra, and can we talk about the deep fried rib? Yes, the, uh, the chicken, <laughs> chicken fried, fried rib. <laughs> that, was,
2: that was that was a really great bite. I, I want to go back there for that, and I'll be back in Atlanta in November, so I probably will be back there for that.
1: Yeah, so share some pictures with our listeners because it was, it, it. I mean, I've had some chicken fried barbecue before, and it, you know, there's always borders on whether it's a kitschy gimmicky thing or whether it's actually something that that's worthwhile. And this was really worthwhile. Yeah,
2: it was. It, probably my favorite thing that we had there I mean it was just it was memorable it's something you want to come back for it was just really really good uh Fox Brothers have a great story they started I believe 2006 2007 and grew from you know pop-ups at bars and catering and they now have two locations and they're I believe they're working on another location they have over 150 employees that help service both restaurants they've got a commissary kitchen that helps produce food for both restaurants um it's just their success in in atlanta is incredible
1: they were doing texas style barbecue before it was cool
2: yeah um and they've they've partnered up with a couple other people in the restaurant industry and they do uh this thing called foxeria del sol every year it's a charitable event and i believe this year they were able to donate seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, along with their partners to charity which is just incredible
1: great great folks and and worth a visit especially when you're out in atlanta
2: yeah and uh jonathan vox was kind enough to uh to give us a shirt to give away for the show um so we're going to go ahead and do that uh, if you're listening to this episode go ahead and uh you'll see an instagram post announcing this episode comment on that post um let us know what some out-of-state barbecue you're looking to try is you know name a place it could be a place that we've been to it could be a place that we need to go to um but name a place and we'll pick a winner at random and we'll send you out a fox Brothers shirt cool stuff
1: now in atlanta we also had the pleasure of getting some more whole hog
2: yeah this was our, our last whole hog meal of the trip, which was kind of a sad thing for us once we, once we finished it. really it. was. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. We, were, you know, we, were, we were kind of bummed. We we're like, wow, that's it. We're done. I mean, we, we Turn went around. To, turn around. Right. I mean, we went <laughs> to a ton of places in a short amount of time, but it, it flew by really fast. Bees Cracklin, which is the place we went to in Atlanta, they've got two locations. Uh, well, actually three now. Savannah is the original location in Savannah, Georgia. They have a location in Atlanta, and they also are opening up an outpost in Phillips Arena where the Atlanta Hawks play. Um, yeah, you know, Brian and Nikki Furman, the owners and operators of Bees Cracklin Barbecue, they do whole hog, but they don't. They do it a little differently than most of the places we had. Um, their cooking process is, is definitely different.
1: The cooking process, and, and he breeds his own pig, so um, a little bit similar, but not exactly the same as Elliot Moss. Um, has his own farm and, and works with others and has actually bred his own breed so that he gets the right amount of marbling in that, in that fat. And you can really tell between that and, and the smoke that he gets and his cooking method.
2: Yeah, it's, he's cooking on offset Langs. Um, Lang smokers are pretty popular, especially you've seen them a lot in the competition world. Um, and some retail barbecue places use them too. Um, but he's putting out a great product uh, the the crackling cornbread yeah, the
1: crackling cornbread uh, which are it's, it's
2: almost like a pancake it's not like a traditional cornbread in the sense that we think of it but it was really good yeah, it's not
1: quite a hoe cake and not quite a cornbread not quite a pancake
2: right. it's pretty unique right we don't want to give away too much because we, we were fortunate to get an interview with uh, with brian Furman, and that will be posting up here in the near future um so please keep your ears out for that and yep. give that a listen uh, great guy his success is is incredible and uh, a really smart businessman a guy that's really dedicated to quality product oh and by the way the ribs were fantastic yes can't not say that well and don't forget the
1: sauce too yeah he he does a sauce that uses georgia peaches in it
2: yeah it's a mustard sauce with georgia peaches and it was great
1: we're going to do some mustard sauce with some (laughs) fredericksburg peaches now (laughs) thanks for the idea that's right (laughs) no but it is really good i mean it's it's just like a gold color it's it's and it has that sweet hit um plus of course the um the the mustard as well and it just it was really good
2: yeah, it was, it was excellent. We, we really enjoyed it. Um, Beast Crockland was a great spot, and from there we, uh, we headed down to Biloxi where we are staying for the night because Brian's got a thing where he's got to gamble at least once a week. So And, yeah. and, and
1: I did pay for my share of the trip for my gambling that night. I, I sacrificed sleep, um, which was insane considering how little sleep we had the whole trip, but, um, but I did. I was down, and I came back up, and I paid for my share of the trip, so screw you, Andrew.
2: He got knocked down, but he got up again.
1: <laughs> yes, you can never, ever get me down.
2: Wow. Well, since we've gone down that road, uh, but anyway, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. we stayed at a casino in Biloxi where Yay. where Brian did uh did win his and I'll be back there next month. Of course he will. <laughs> um, but we we stopped at the shed on the way down to Biloxi, um, just off of I ten you probably heard about them they've been on. they had a reality tv show for a while and they've, they've done very well in the competition circuit um stopped in there had you know had a round of beers and just yeah, like a little nine snack. o'clock at night yeah
1: really late at night but it's it's a neat place um very unique um a lot of found items and you know you can you can google or, or go watch some of the videos on them very very unique place
2: yep so uh so yeah stayed in the casino that night and then next morning drove back to texas a little dance stop on the way home and uh made our way back in and it was uh it was a whirlwind trip it was an incredible trip we met so many awesome people on the way um people we knew people we didn't know unforgettable trip it was it was incredible and we're already scheming ways to get back there and hit some new places or some places we didn't hit the first time go back to some places so we're definitely going to do that um so we're going to go ahead and end this episode here but uh, we we do want to leave you with a couple of thoughts on what's going on in in the Carolinas right now with uh, Hurricane, now Tropical Storm Florence that has come through. And um, obviously if you've paid attention to the news the last week, you know that it's a pretty serious storm. Um, It's causing major flooding. There have been deaths already. And uh, people in the Carolinas are, you can use any help that that we as Americans, humans, can provide. Um, So there are obviously multiple organizations that you can donate to if you have the means and the ability to. Um, The Red Cross is always a great organization that does disaster relief and uh, going to keeping it with barbecue there's operation BBQ relief.org operation barbecue mobilize they um, as soon as it's safe for them to go in the Carolinas they will mobilize and they will go in and they will feed people. Uh, for as long as they can and as much food as they can, and they're always looking for donations. And I was going to
1: say, the, the best way to support them, they, they generally have enough volunteers. It's always worth asking, but a lot of times they have enough volunteers, and, and what they really need assistance with is donations. So you can go to their website and donate directly to them. That website is?
2: OperationBBQRelief.org. So if you're able to, by all means, uh, it would be greatly appreciated and it's greatly needed in that area. So uh, uh, keep those folks in your thoughts, and uh, we thank you for listening. As always, um, listen, rate us, follow us, all that fun stuff, and we will talk to you next time. Catch you next week.
4: Barbecues are a fashion. Sing it, sing it. That's
2: staying in the episode.